Hello there, and welcome to episode 69 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me, as always, is your other host, my son, Colin. What's good? What's good is Visions 2. Facts. Uh, and we have absolutely no time to waste. Nah. We are giving, right, this episode, we're going to cover the first two episodes of Visions 2, Sith and Screechers Reach. Mm. And we're allotting, unfortunately, only 30 minutes per. No, that's good. I actually think it's It's good. not good. They're There's small. so much going on. I can't even tell you. Uh, but we have to because Colin has a concert on Mother's Day. I do. Thanks it's a really lot. stupid. Frickin' DePaul it's University. It's so stupid. Uh, okay, so let's get right into it. Visions Ooh. 2, executive produced by Jackie Lopez, James Waugh, and Josh Rimes. The goats. Actually, I'm going to... Yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, Visions 1... <laughs> as we know, was uh, a project that they wanted to do to give Japanese anime companies, uh, animation companies, the chance to do a Star War. And it seems like they give them, gave them per, like f- ultimate freedom. They are not bound to, to canon. They are not bound to canon characters. They can do whatever they want. Isn't that the same as... And, and it was fantastic. Isn't that the same as the first season, though? It, I am talking about the first season. Oh, gotcha. Second season. <laughs> Sorry. Which just dropped on May the 4th. Ooh. They decided to expand and they incorporated many, many countries around the globe. Yeah, in- that's nice. Including Spain, Ireland, Chile, the UK, South Korea, France, India, Japan again, and South Africa. Crazy. And it seems like the only directive they had was incorporate your culture. Is that, you think that's what it is? Yeah. I wish you went to that panel. We would know so much well, more. Unfortunately. Un- unfortunately, I was. Uh, unfortunately, you had to do diligence. Uh, yeah. Sadly, quote unquote, <laughs> I had my own panel to go to. Uh, yeah. But I did watch it on YouTube. That was one of the ones that they let the, the gen pop. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm opening my birthday card. No, you're not. <laughs> Pay attention to I'm what listening. I'm telling you. I am listening. Okay. So the first episode of this season. <gasps> is from Spain. It's by El Guiri. I have no Spanish. Oh, no. I have no Spanish skills. Sorry, sorry. Brother. No Spanish skills. El Guiri Studios, directed by Rodrigo Blas. And just want to say, I believe we are both in agreement. Goated. 16 minute or 18 minute or however long it is. It's like 16 minutes. Yeah. Master. It's very good. It's very good. I'm actually very surprised how much how much you like it. I, th- I thought you would like it, but I'm surprised by how much you like it. The you know? more I watch it, the more layers I find. And that's why I'm sad we only have 30 minutes because I don't think I well, can let's go, let's get, go, let's go, let's go. cover everything amazing about you this. You must. You literally must cope. But first things first, the, the way that they put this first, like this being the first episode of this project when... It's it's so meta. I know you're yeah. like you should. That's your take always. But it, no, no, no. It is. It's, it's a meta, very meta. It's a meta commentary on um, art, art and like, painting specifically, animation sure. specifically. Sure, but yeah, being the vehicle through which they are telling these stories. Yeah, and it being an enlightening and um, ultimately. M- making you like a whole you your whole after you watch this you're just like this is what star wars can be oh yeah this is literally what it can be 
and why Rodrigo Blas was not in charge of episode nine, I will I mean, never know. I bet you they did not know who that was at that stage. It's whatever, man. <laughs> this dude should yeah. be. And I realize I also don't... crazy that it's a dude. That's something that we need to talk about, that it's a man. Who wrote that story? <laughs> like that's crazy. You can I'm you not... never like the femme gaze is crazy. You know oh, what I mean? this whole season. Yeah, this whole season. This might have been. They might as well have called it femme gaze vision. It's just an interesting thing these <laughs> like... days. It's just an interesting thing to see like a guy nail the femme gaze. You know, it's not a common thing. Basically, every single episode did. Yeah, I really liked. I know we're not talking I, well, about it, but I really liked the third one. I haven't seen the whole season. Let did me back up. You see the third up. one. The claymation yes. one, dude. That was the fourth one, like the one oh. from Chicken Run. People, no, the one. Oh, with... the one with the sisters. Yeah, yeah. That was he. That is number three. That was yeah. We straight heat. We definitely have to talk about that one. Too. Yeah, that that one maybe tear up. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it was that it's one incredible. actually did. The other two did not. That one did though. Well, uh, again, anyway. I haven't watched the whole season. I I kind of stopped. No, I stopped myself because you know this is too much. <laughs> I want to give each short it's due attention and i feel like if i had binged the whole season in one sitting like i'm apt to do yeah i don't think i would have i don't think i would be sitting here with three pages of notes on sith alone <laughs> mm. if i had gone ahead and binged the whole season but every single one that i've seen the fem gaze is yeah. screaming it literally is. Very intense. in, <laughs> yeah. in creatures reach Seriously. um and the dark side understanding yeah yeah it's nice that we have just been missing we've been lacking that so lacking yeah in that this sith, sith particularly this is what i have been wanting and begging for please <laughs> yeah please can we have some also happy mother's day oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> I, I posted a funny picture of the Sith mother and I said, um, Happy did? Mother's Day. Oh, snap. Sith mothers are moms too. <laughs> Sith mother? Oh, from? From Screech's Reach. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. Is that a Sith mother? That is her name, my guy. How do we know this? It's in the credits. Oh, okay. And okay. yes, I realized that immediately because... When you hear her speak, her voice is so recognizable as Angelica Houston. But yeah. I just wanted to make sure it was Angelica Houston. Okay. So it I actually read, kind of sounded like her and a man. I'm sure they messed with like her. Combined, yeah. Messed with her. Um, I love when they do that. Sound. Yeah. But immediately upon reading, after the first watch, I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy. This is a Sith Sithy situation we have going on here. Dark for side. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Back to back to Sith, the episode. Yeah. Um. Well, I just have in my notes why didn't Rodrigo Blas write episode nine? And does Lucasfilm like get this now? Since they're putting this story out into the world, are they? Do they get it that this was the problem with the sequel trilogy? I mean, they gotta get it. They gotta get it. At this we point. shall see. I think Acolyte is going to be the the litmus test. Mm. Do they actually? get this now mm. that that the dark right side is not something you can just kill off right yeah okay look at this very cute um <laughs> okay so the spanish influences that rodrigo blas has noted in interviews and stuff yeah the red and the yellow yeah. of the spanish flag 
the lightsabers being influenced by Spanish swords. Yeah. Because they have such a significant oh, um, yeah. sword history in Spain. And Picasso. Picasso and nice. Nero inspired the art design. <sighs> and he mentioned somebody else too. And the name Miro. escapes me. All those orbs and stuff. It's it's like, oh no, wait, that's Reacher's Reach. Never mind. Um, okay, so we we meet this new character through the lens of her droid. Yep. Which I think is actually it's clever, yeah. Significant. Like mm. we got a ball droid. Yep. Again. But not a roly ball droid. Well, yeah, I think it's an obvious parallel to Ray and BB8. Like for Yeah, sure. it's an obvious parallel. Yeah. Um, except that BB-8's actually, or except that this droid, I forget the name. What's the name? E2. Yeah. The E2's got that weaponry on him. <laughs> <laughs> he does have E2's weaponry. He's got that firepower. Um, but I think of significance is the fact that he is a circle. Oh, yeah. A womb, perhaps. And has three legs. Oh, yeah. True, true. When you watch this, go back and watch it again. Note how many circles. Oh, my gosh. And how many references like to everywhere. the number three? Oh, is there actually like a bunch of references to that? They're very subtle. Oh, okay. In, the circles are very obvious. Yes. Yeah. Clearly. Like, yeah. Behind her head sleeping, there are concentric circles. Yeah. On the floor of her bedroom are large circles. Her droid is a circle. Her bike is a circle. Like, it's it's all very heavy and obvious. Oh, yeah, that bike. The bike's cool. The bike's real cool. <laughs> and it's like cool. a circle in a circle because yeah. E2 fits right mm-hmm. into the, uh, the larger circle. So it's a little circle, a big circle. Anyways, um, the number three is extremely significant because major themes in this episode... Finding your own path, i.e. the middle path, i.e. the middle way, the third way, balance, all of it, super important. Mm. And then the circle theme, um, we'll talk about maybe a little later after we go through the story a little bit, but circles have been significant in so many cultures throughout history. We're going back to you know, stone age yep. art with spirals and circles. Yeah. And they're very indicative of the whole self being complete, being a whole person, integrating all the separate parts of yourself into a whole being. Mm. This is why this is a masterpiece. <laughs> this is why this is a masterpiece. It's very meta, yeah. Not only that, but the paint, the, the animation. Yeah. What? What are you about to say? You better well, you better so, watch yourself, kid. The first time I watched it, maybe maybe if I watched it again, I did not watch it the second time. I know I was supposed to, but I did not. But <sighs> the, when on. I watched it the first time, I was like, I mean, I thought the duel at the end was animated really, really, oh really God. well. But Spectacular. Ev- but, and uh, the animation was great, but it tripped me out, actually, for most of the time. You I had just, a lot of hard time myself actually perceiving what was happening. You weren't ready. No. <laughs> It's, more, it's not about it. I didn't like it. I liked it. It's just it actually caused me. I did not. My depth perception is messed up like in the real world. So it caused like some okay. problems for me to understand like what was going on. But like other than that, you like, know yeah, what? You I had the... some issues with Spider-Verse for that same reason. Yeah, exactly. It looked like that movie. It looked like that animation. Oh, I think it, I might have even texted you It's that. very reminiscent. I did. I said, what in the Spider-Verse similar. is this? Like <laughs> even it's, the hair physics. It's very similar. It's like, similar. 
Um, I think maybe you would do better to see it on our big TV. Maybe, yeah. Instead of trying to watch it on your phone or on your computer, because um, then it's not as... Uh, I don't know. I just think it would be better if you saw it on a bigger screen. But I thought the concept was cool. It's a very odd concept. It reminded me of SpongeBob, though, too. With um, <laughs> SB129 or whatever, that episode. Um, anyway, but it was really cool, yeah. If I am anything, I am a fan of painterly... Facts, Art. facts, facts. Also, sorry, another parallel. Do you remember that game De Blob? No. I, I had him on the Wii. No, I don't. It was remember like this De little Blob. dude that you like rolled around, and the get the point of the game was that there was you're like this blob of paint, and there's this whole city, but there's these like ink dudes who come in. They're just black ink characters, and they just come in and uh-huh. they're like and they like take all the color out. Like literally the entire city is grayed out and there's no color. And the whole game, the premise of the game is putting color back into music and art back into like civilization. Wow. It's a deep game, honestly. But it reminded me of the blob. It's a good game. What about see it sounds like to me you're describing that Mickey, Mickey Mouse game, game I mean, with similar the paintbrush? Idea. Yeah, it's a similar idea. Is it's, it a similar thing? It's a similar thing. It's not exactly this like DeBlob was literally just the entire point of the game was to roll into paint. Like you lo- rolled around and like you'd roll into puddles of like red paint or combine that with blue to make purple paint and like you literally hit buildings and like you color them with the it was very similar to like I mean that sounds like a yeah. The ink dude. Balance. Too. Dark side, light side yeah. story. But they remind, but that art style reminded me of that game because like there's a white background most of the time. And yeah. there's like the colors add foreground, which yeah. is really cool. Spirit, uh, um, metaphorically speaking. So he said, the director, uh, that they wanted to explore the force, different facets it could have. What if you could use the force to create an artistic world around yourself? Crazy. This, I think, is following through with the ideas in the higher public, because in the higher public, they started introducing the fact that the Jedi each experience the force in a unique way. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's the ocean. Sometimes it's the wind. Right. Sometimes it's literally gears of a machine. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if maybe that was a play off of that or if he just literally had this idea and mm. did not even know about the high republic stories at all but that's cool that synergy yeah, is yeah, there yeah, yeah. The synergy i honestly is definitely doubt there. it i honestly doubt it i think it was just a creative choice probably probably but the yeah. synergy is cool yeah. um so she lives on an asteroid yeah he mentions that in an interview i oh, can't remember which one do we not know that in this episode i'm not sure that like she it. says that but I don't even know that she her name is spoken it's in not. the episode. It's definitely not. Uh, but it is in the credits. So it is. Her name is Lola. Yes. I did not know any of um, this. And Jeez. she lives on an asteroid. So it's not even a real planet. She's basically floating around on a dead rock. Yeah. Which is very. It's cool. Interesting. Metaphorically. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, and outside around you know in space right by this asteroid is a destroyed moon in a ring shape Mm -hmm. and it's the day of an eclipse oh yeah the the people these people are putting so many layers of stuff in this 16 freaking minutes i it's unbelievable to me yeah that they did this and it made it all made sense and it's wonderful it is it is but the fact that this unfair like this sort of ring shaped moon has been destroyed. So it basically looks like an incomplete circle. Well, it kind of looks like that. Um, I thought it kind of looked like um, there was, a, there was a visual in this episode. It might be that I can't remember which one it is, but 
that reminded me of the jun, jun, uh the enso is that what's called in japanese art is that what oh, you're getting that? at oh that yeah oh true i did not well i guess it's the same thing i'm talking about um is his first name james why am i forgetting his I first know. name joseph campbell know. Yes. The that, circle. That is exactly what that is. The ink thing. The Joseph the yeah. Joseph Campbell Society's symbol is the Enso. I got it. I got it. And I don't need you to, or any of this out <laughs> I don't need you anymore. To explain what an Enso what Enzo is, it is uh like a Zen thing that artists do where they take a brush in black ink. And they draw a circle and it's in one movement. And the whole concept behind it is it can be a complete circle or maybe it's not a complete circle. It's just one stroke though. But it's one stroke and you, and that's it. And whatever you paint on that day, what, and so you paint, that is what you meditate on. If it's incomplete, Mm. Then you meditate on its incompleteness. Oh, I didn't know that. If it's complete, you meditate on its completeness. That's cool. But no matter what you mm. make, that is what you meditate on. And there is, um, let me find it. Let me find it. My my notes are very scary <laughs> and looks, they look like a crazy person wrote them. They actually kind of do today. Um, because I was in- You have bullets now too? What the heck? I know. Oh, um- Kazuaki Tanahashi, Zen teacher, Hmm. master Japanese calligrapher, has said, the Enso contains the perfect and the imperfect. That is why it is always complete. Okay. Yeah. Facts. That is what we are talking about with regards to Lola. Mm. Exactly. That's it. That's literally everything. That is literally all (laughs) you need. Why do we need to talk about it for the rest of this episode? All you need to know. (laughs) She is. There it is. She has been through it, clearly. She's having a nightmare at the very beginning um, that E2 wakes her up from. Uh, She has a mechanical arm, which that's like shorthand in Star Wars for you got some dark side stuff going on that you haven't dealt with. Yeah. And in case you didn't catch all of that, her hair is black with white streaks in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And again, her name is Lola. Short for Dolores in Spanish, oh. <laughs> meaning sorrow. <laughs> Jeez, bro. Calm yeah. down, mom. Calm down. Tell, tell me you to calm relax, down. Tell bro. Rodrigo Blas to you calm down. Relax. Um, you think that was on purpose? You really think Lola was for that reason? Yes. There it is. That is what it means. That's crazy. It's a Spanish name. Like, it comes from, and not only that, but you've heard of the Spanish title for Mary being Our Lady of Sorrows. I'm sure you've. Yeah. that being Catholic school yeah. person. Um, so it's a term for Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it's focused on her sorrows instead of her joys of being a, the mother of Jesus because she. Well, yeah, she kind of goes through it. She went through a lot. Uh, <laughs> so I saw this, this. Look at that. And it's Mother's Day. I know. And it's Mother's Day. And especially Screech's Reach being Mother's Day. Yeah, dude. This biblical name carries the message that understanding the sorrows in life is necessary in order to experience joy. Facts. So, yeah, I think it's very meaningful that they named her Dolores. Okay. <laughs> because Our Lady of Sorrows mm-hmm. is Spanish. Mm-hmm. That's true. By, and there's a lot of, you know, like they, like he said, they put a lot of uh, little bits of Spanish culture flavored this entire story. Mm. 
Um, okay, so like I said, an eclipse is happening that day that she mentions. And what is an eclipse? Per NASA, hey. when one heavenly body moves into the shadow mm-hmm. of another heavenly body, thus blocking the light temporarily. It is temporary. not a permanent state. Like seven minutes sometimes. It's temporary. Yeah. Okay, but why is this so good? Also, <sighs> ready for me to blow your mind as well? Yes. About an eclipse? They're also relative because everyone is in a different position on the Earth. This is true, yes. So yeah. the amount of time that an eclipse lasts is technically different every spot on the globe. So it's like, yes, maybe true. someone's seeing an eclipse over here, but maybe this person isn't. Yeah, very relative. It's perspective-based. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, so again, c- Touching on the, the the symbolism of the three thing, when she goes outside, you realize oh, yeah, there is the sun and there are the two planets. So it's a crazy triple body eclipse situation. Mm, yeah. Um, and just want to say when her Sith Master shows up, it's him and two other That's guys. That's true, it's three, yeah. Yeah. Fact. Yeah, there's a lot of some liminal triple things going on here, indicating that she is eventually going to choose her own path, the middle path, the balanced path. This is a per- this well. Is can a I say something? Can I say something? Little story. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool because I mean this is kind of a tangent, but I'm in a class studying light and atoms mm-hmm. right now for physics, and I'm in a group research project, and we're researching telescopes right now. And we're specifically researching the Hubble and James Webb space telescopes because of how they are crazy. Um, <laughs> they are crazy. But like, yeah, NASA's crazy. That's literally all I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> There's just crazy. so much stuff out there, man. It's crazy. Um, the the three thing also comes into play with regards to primary colors. And this being a whole story about mm. painting and color and art. That's true. I thought it was interesting. By the way, the last shot. I think it's the last oh, shot. Oh, yeah. It is. It's in I my notes. I thought it was interesting. It's in my notes. That it was not the primary colors. It was the primary colors. Well, I thought, am I confused in saying that RGB are the primary colors? Mm-mm. As a yellow? It's, yeah, it's yellow, uh, blue, and red. Why Why am I thinking green is? Because that's RBG. Because, because devs. <laughs> because your cones, yellow your cones are made up to... Oh, Yellow? They yellow have naturally is yellow receptors. No, no, no. In your eye? Oh. Yellow, red, and blue are the primary colors that you mix but I'm to saying, make other colors. But I'm saying your eyes are programmed to see yellow? I don't know about that. Not eyes. green? You were just about to say something about your eyes. No, like I'm saying were... you're thinking RBG because of devs and how much we focused on red, blue, and green in devs. Maybe, yeah. Because I get that's confused. what you're you're eyes are programmed to perceive oh okay and as well as a digital screen older so i wonder why i wonder why then the eyes are not programmed to see yellow if that is a primary color i don't know that's color theory and ask that guy on tiktok because he knows everything i wonder if that's why yellow is hard to see you know when you you draw with a yellow crayon it's like hard to see the yellow is it just me i don't know maybe it's just me i mean i have a hard time seeing it's It's a light color color. it's a light color it's my least favorite color well, but it's used well in this. Though. Just saying, <laughs> the um, it's cool. The though. focus on the primary colors at the very beginning of the yeah. story and the very end of the story. It's at the very beginning of the story. She gets up. She goes to her kitchen, and she's making some tea or whatever. And the water 
globules from the tea maker float into the air and she uses her force artiness to turn them bright, pretty yeah. colors. At that moment, they're all different colors. Like we got green, we got purple, yeah. we got pink, we got, you know, whatever. But then they turn black yeah. and she gets very frustrated by this. Because she doesn't want to deal with her darkness. She wants everything to be pretty now because she's she just doesn't want to think about it, her back, her past. But after she gets frustrated and the black just kind of goes splat everywhere, she looks around the kitchen and what is on the walls and the floor? Circles of yeah. red, blue, and yellow. Primary right. colors. Only. Only. She walks out, she, she's like, oh, and she's really surprised by this. She's like, oh, did I do that? Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. so, hmm. And then she walks out of that room and starts walking through her bunker or whatever. And there's a really cute little moment when E2 stops and there's a splat of paint on the ground and this little pink flower grows up from, oh, yeah. from the paint on the ground, which is so cute. But again, note that flower primary colors mm. as she keeps walking through the bunker her home and she starts creating this beautiful sort of uh naturey scene all around her it starts to mer it starts to um turn into purples pinks yep. oranges greens she's mixing the primary colors and creating her own vibe basically yeah, for sure that is so cool i didn't even it's notice that until maybe the third time i watched it oh that they were taking just the color themselves just the color itself and using it to tell the story to tell the story for sure god bless it's so good uh-huh so um anyway she's walking through her house she's creating all these beautiful like lily pads and trees and flowers and all vines and all this stuff but lurking over in the corner. Is that homie? Is that homie? The Slenderman. Is, is, is really, it is the Slenderman. Um, her Sith master. And you only get a little tiny glimpse of him. And Actually the coolest character to be in Star Wars over the last 10 years. He's he's pretty cool. I'm not even joking. 10 years. On God. Right. Can you tell me a character uh, that's cooler? Bendu. Bendu. Kylo Ren. That's true. Ben, ben Solo. Is, okay. True. We're not going to argue about that. I love that character though. Uh, okay, cool so she character. she's trying to get to, she's working on this painting, right? This is like her ultimate expression of what's going on inside her is this painting. And to get to this painting, she has to cross through this, she goes up these steps. As she steps on the steps, they each turn black. There's this giant black and red doorway. Yeah. She goes through that and she's basically in a dream palace dark side want like central oh yeah yeah that's all coming back to me it's yeah. like there is, to get to her painting she has to walk through this darkness yeah it is a corridor it is a hallway it does kind of remind me of bespin a little yeah, bit yeah yeah but it's also like a freaking cave like yeah it's also the force cave for sure you know you gotta face your darkness in order to be a whole person more or less and as she's walking through, there's these big Sithy eyes hovering above her. The droid is freaked out. He's scared. She's scared. So they like get out of there as fast as possible. They get to the room where she's painting. She starts painting. And she she basically everything starts turning to black. It's it's 
it's a it's a it's painted black yeah they might as well just use that song true um but she says i cannot cover it it's like darkness wants to be a part of the painting yeah, that was cool yeah so again it's her trying to avoid her darkness by using her creativity and her art and the color but the darkness is like, no, 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 no. We got to be in this. You've got to understand that I'm not going anywhere. You can't ignore me. Which is interesting when you think about like Mark Rothko, you know, and Jackson Pollock and like, or who's that painter who like always was obsessed with like painting black, but it was about like how the light hit the black that changed the shade of the color. Ooh, this is a I famous painter, like the one who did the small squares of just black paint. That's it. I mean, Rothko didn't... I don't think Rothko did just black. No, he, he did, did the like, opposite. He did I'm talking about someone of... who did black. You don't, I don't know? I don't look know. it up. Because this is very relevant. Um, okay, to speak to the painting that she's making. And we saw sketches of hands as she was walking through her bunker in her, her home. Um, I have to turn that off. <laughs> it's not going to happen. What? Um, never mind. Uh, um, there's a fist holding a hilt. A lightsaber hilt. Yeah. With the giant glowy Sithy eyes above it. And again, everything starts turning to black. She gets very irritated and frustrated. And then all of a sudden, a little beacon goes off on her computer telling her that some oh. kind of some kind of thing is failing out outside. And she's like, Ugh, I have to go fix that. I think that. she just literally says satellite or something. Um, I think it's it's like security, like it's oh, a, yeah, yeah. to um, s protection, you know, to see if somebody's coming coming to find her because uh -huh. she's hiding. That's the other thing. She's hiding. This is her hiding on this asteroid to avoid all the mess, all the mess that's back there in her past. Don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to talk about. Uh, let me just mention how. E2 is, according to Rodrigo Blas, a mixture of a creature and a droid. Okay. Mission accomplished. Because yeah. whether you want to look at it as a crab or whether you want to look at it as a spider, spiders in Star Wars, dark side energy, it's always there. The spider is there to teach you something. It's scary and maybe going to kill you, but only if you don't address it. Like, yeah. if you don't believe me, watch Rebels, the Krikna. That's the whole deal with the Krikna. Um. But crab symbolism also related to rebirth, renewal. They shed their their shells when they grow. So, and it's a protection and it's about resilience. So either way, either way you want to look at it, a spider or a crab, still significant and symbolic. Uh, okay. So she rides her circle bike out to see what is wrong with the detector and you that's when you see the eclipse happening in the sky and it's like oh a sun and two planets yeah it's a three it's a threesome eclipse it is <laughs> um i think i talked about that enough circles lots yeah. of circles <laughs> all the circles yep. um indicating that she is striving for balance wholeness and completeness um so she goes out to see what's wrong with this machine. And that is when we meet her Sith master and his two goons. <laughs> uh, they are cool. They're cool. AF. <laughs> They're very cool. The way that he's shot just yeah. 
almost in a heroic way yeah at first um he's majestic he is majestic he really is. is but he's bad though yeah he is there to either get her back or kill her clearly those are the the objectives yeah um so they chase her back to her place because she realizes she had taken off her lightsaber before she left her her home and doesn't have her lightsaber she does some very wickedly cool like fast and the furious yeah <laughs> type of move with her blasters on her little circle bike yeah, that true. was just like true that was kind of wild because lest we forget this is a star where we need some cool action and this mm-hmm. guy knows this and Killed he put it. in some really cool stuff yeah that was just plainly action-based um, but again, it calls to mind, like, this is a circle bike that she's in, and she can use it to her advantage. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they get back to um, her place. The Sith Master literally rips off the legs of E2. Brutal. So Brutal. he's basically there saying there is no third path. Mm-hmm. You are fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. He says to her, you belong at my side darkness is who you are what are you doing mm-hmm. this is ridiculous classic classic <laughs> i saw almost a class classic 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 sith behavior That's it is classic <laughs> um in one of the cooler lightsaber battles i've ever seen yeah there's something to be said about how there's only one instance that i can maybe think of unless i'm making it up in my head in live action star wars where we get that cool thing when like a lightsaber is like in the metal or like in the ground and it's just like scraped yeah they don't do that enough they don't do it's that it's so enough. threatening and cool it is so <laughs> and it's something cool. that only lightsabers could do like it's only it's like such a cool effect when you have that and i and, it, and then it kind of had a hitchcock angle on it too because it was like at a tilted like vertigo kind of angle mm-hmm. like as he was walking mm-hmm. it's kind of cool it's good stuff um so of course good they duel. end up in the dark corridor slash Bestman hallway thing. slash cave to yeah. have their battle and um the way in which they do this using color again and black crazy crazy uh, cannot be described yeah really it cannot you just have to see it with your own eyes it's yeah beautiful. it's really good it's absolutely beautiful yeah uh the sith master has a red lightsaber and lola starts out with a yellow lightsaber and he comments like very snarkily oh i see you made a new one like as if to say you're a sith where's your red lightsaber why are you fooling yourself so they fight spectacular and during the fight when the sith master is being the aggressor and kind of beating her down the background is black paint like chasing her basically yeah uh emotions cool yeah and when and it gets to a point where she's like, I found my own path. And and all of a sudden, they're in like the room with all her nature, yeah. beautiful creations. And he's like, beautiful white place. You're a nerd. That's what he basically He's said. like, this is what you're doing? <laughs> you're a nerd. Um, becoming a Sith Master will be your only escape. This is not, you're fooling yourself. Uh-huh. But she's like, no, this is my, cre- this is what I'm doing. I'm choosing my own path in which i will mix the colors the primary colors of the force and i will create my own path and there's nothing you can do about it right so eventually um 
and by the way, pay attention to the fact that she's holding this blade in her mechanical hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fighting him with, eventually, with her dark side energy channeled to an appropriate place. Uh-huh. And at some point, after he's kind of beaten her down, she's got her hand on the ground. This is like significant too because this happens earlier in the episode where she has her hand on Mm -hmm. the painting and it just radiates darkness out from her hand but she has this moment of realization with her hand on the ground and the little black droplets from his aggression start to rise up into the air and she's basically says light and darkness are part of the painting part of me part of the ship part of the crew (laughs) Is that what they say? Uh, Pirates I don't of the know. Caribbean. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. True. So she's having this realization that the darkness is a part of her and she can never get rid of it, nor should she actually want to get rid of it because she's not going to be a whole person until she incorporates it, her shadow. Yeah. Um. Realizes this as she's holding the saber in her mechanical hand and her face is right in the middle where the hilt is. And she ignites the red end of her lightsaber. It's a double-sided saber, which we love. We love a double-sided saber. Yeah. One side is yellow. One side is red. And I just want to say... Spanish. Spanish. Spanish peeps. Spanish flag. Yeah. But also, this is what a lot of us wanted for Ray. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're getting it with this Lola character, which is like... Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Rodrigo Blas, for having... <laughs> The foresight to know that this is the real story of Star Wars. Thanks. And then she, um, as she defeats him, he basically says something at her. Like, now you're the Sith Master. You've defeated me. And she echoes Ahsoka's I am no Jedi by saying, I am no Sith. With, again, her face in the middle. Yeah. Between the red and yellow blades it's it's it's, yeah absolute perfection um so well no okay so i guess what i'm saying is it was it was hard for me to like understand the concept of the yellow because typically you'd think that that would be represented by purple you know what i mean like it was different to think of it as like yellow once he said, I use the red, red and the yellow to because of our Spanish flag, I was like, oh, okay, that's actually cool. Yeah, no, AF. it's really cool. I mean, I, I, I kind of understood it like as that, like while I was watching even, I was like, okay, yeah, I get that. Like the yellow oh. is the middle. The yellow is the neither red nor blue. And there's the last one left in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was about. Okay. Well, I mean. Because like why, because red and blue are, we always think of them as like polar opposites. Right. In and canon. This is the color. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the color. Oh, I guess. And literally you have those. Um, what are they called? Jedi. Uh, the guys with the yellow sabers. Oh, the temple the, guards. Yeah. yeah. And aren't they yeah. kind of like in the middle a bit? Kind of. Yeah. So it's yeah. been used like that. Like yeah. in the past. It has. It yeah. has. And, you know, Ray ends up with a yellow saber. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can read into that what you want. But um, I've sure. always kind of felt like it's. It's a warm color. Yeah, you know? that, obviously, yeah. It's, it's like a, a dark side adjacent color. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, kind of. It's kind of weird. Um, so she defeats the Sith Master. And the the last part of the story, we see it literally circles out of E2's 
round eye is in the center of the shot and then it just like it's like, oh. it's like a wipe but it's a circular yeah. wipe so again he's he's ple- he's like please understand the circle is a thing <laughs> yeah, please <laughs> um they get in her ship which i initially was like that looks like a lawn jart if you're old enough you know what that is uh, but it, uh, a dart you know yeah. it has three little flights i guess yeah. so again three. The, the the three thing um and if you i'm like why did they name that droid e2 why didn't it why wouldn't it have been yeah e3 or something um but maybe like the e is it's got three a three backwards you know yeah <laughs> and maybe it's a three backwards yeah. and there's two of them so it's like three and two light and dark but the third path i don't know maybe mm. that i'm reaching but rodrigo blas address this please answer yeah uh but she says okay we're gonna now we're going off to find a more welcoming home so they're leaving the dead rock in space to go find an actual living planet hopefully and basically she has transcended she's leaving this place where she struggled with her darkness yeah and um they showed the finished painting as she after she flies away it's her mechanical hand not her natural hand but her mechanical hand holding the double-bladed lightsaber uh with the red and the yellow blades ignited in front of a large sun in the middle with the two smaller what i assume to be moons on either side and again it's red blue red and yellow yep back to primary colors uh but indicating she's on her balanced third middle path and just standing ovation um and her last line is i am the master now and i can paint my own destiny meaning like we're gonna take these Mm. basic light dark and we're gonna i'm a whole person now i can mix them i can understand my darkness much better now we're gonna go out and create yeah our own destiny it's it's absolute i i don't even if this based on this short alone the show should win some sort of an emmy i don't even know i agree i mean i haven't talked about the music music was great oh yeah i really liked the music music was great i was a big fan uh somebody by the name of levy i believe last name of levy yeah um and i think the soundtrack i told you i sent you the link is out on Mm -hmm. yeah i gotta on spotify i gotta listen to that okay man screechers reach here we go. Screechers reach. 20 minutes. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> um, this is from Ireland. Woo! Oh, this is yeah. the, the mother country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Uh, well, you have a lot of mother countries, but Ireland is one of them. <laughs> That's the one, though. <laughs> when your mom's name is Patsy Ryan. <laughs> yeah. And your birthday is St. Patrick's Day. You know, why is it not O'Ryan? Did we go through some troubling times? Because they um, take rid of the, they get rid of the O back in the day. Yeah, see, this is why tea. I'm excited to talk to you about this because of the Irish. He took an Irish history course but, this year. I mean, that's a genuine question. Do we know about that? Um, I'm not sure how far back has been researched. I would have to okay. dig up that. I have that family tree printed out somewhere. It's pretty far. I mean, it's back to the 1700s. So whoa, I think. Okay. But anyway, um, Cartoon Saloon. I'm an idiot for not realizing this. The same animators that made The Secret of Kells, Wolf Walkers. Oh, yeah. And um, Song of the Sea, which are basically mm-hmm. an Irish folklore trilogy 
we as a family need, cool. are going to sit down and watch these this summer. I'm excited. I, I knew about them. Secret of Kells I saw years ago. Wolfwalkers I have not seen yet. My like friend, the originals? Yes, it's a it's oh. an animation house. They made these films. Oh my like, gosh. They're Oscar nominated. Oh, I didn't know those are the originals though. Films. Okay. Uh, the director is Paul Young. <clears throat> and regarding putting County in Curry. putting in the Irish culture, he has said that County Kerry was a huge inspiration Woo. for the landscape and the mountain mm. that they go into where the Force Banshee lives. Mm. Um, and that the Irish workhouses were the basis Bro, of... Bro, how about that Metropolis reference? I know, I know. Metropolis too, immediately. So funny. The Metropolis jumped out immediately. Yeah. So funny. Not funny, but... But the Irish workhouses were basically, in Irish history, if you're unfamiliar, basically a slavery situation. Yeah. Um, with people in Ireland being warning, so, so, so <laughs> poor that they threw them into these workhouses and they did not care. Yeah. I don't know They're how many crazy. people died. Like so many people died because that's actually the, something we did not talk about in my class very much. Oh, really? Yeah. We did not talk about the workhouses. Oh, uh, well it was a but it was terrible, terrible, time, yeah. terrible situation. Yeah. Um. So that is being used at the beginning with, this is where these kids live and work. They're, they appear to be orphans. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a bad situation. Bro, okay? the story, it's... Uh, see, now, I know that this show can easily easily be compared to Love, Death, and Robots. I know we've made that comparison before in the past. Uh-huh. This episode feels exactly like a Love, Death, and Robots episode. It's got that sheen of melancholy yes. that that show has. It's, it felt the same. The way it ended felt the same. It was, like, super... Like, this weird line between good and bad ending... It nailed that. The oh, it nailed it so, so hard. Good, the dude. juxtaposition between this episode and Sith alone. Mm. Just mm. watching these two back to back, I had to take a break. Like I was like, yeah, it was a lot, dude. What is it's this crazy. show? What is it's happening? Crazy. Um, crazy. I and, thought this one was more bold than Sith. By oh, it definitely margin. was more bold storytelling. Dude. I think I agree completely. Yeah. But he also said that the speeders he made reminiscent of old farm tractors, which oh cool, that was really cool. I didn't realize Ireland, that. Yeah, the land of sod, <laughs> basically. <laughs> okay, so these kids are working in what is amounts to a space workhouse. Yeah, <laughs> um, our main character doll is, you know, like a. 12 13 year old girl i would i would guess also mm. shout out to these kid actors oh they freaking killed it i texted you about that i was like what's going on this is too good yeah these, these, <laughs> these kids are better are... than the adults like i don't understand what's happening <laughs> the main character i can't remember her name the actress that plays doll oh my god dude so freaking good Crazy. and apparently she plays the main character in wolfwalkers too one of oh, their cool. feature movies so we definitely need to watch that for sure. My friend Megan was like, have you seen that yet? I'm like, no, <laughs> I need to clearly. No. Um, also, the funniest thing ever, they wanted to make sure they canonize the word arse Crazy. in Star Wars. <laughs> Crazy. I heard that word. I'm like. <laughs> it was so good, though. Yeah, it's great. It was so good, though. Um, I don't even have that many notes on this because it's just so mind blowing yeah. to me, this story. It's kind of transcendental for Star it Wars. It really is. It's so not- it's not. She starts out as a Ray slash Luke character. Mm-hmm. You know, she hates her life. She's she really dreaming about the big world, dreaming about going out into the world. 
and then she does and then hates it. <laughs> her and her friends, her and her friends <clears throat> decide they're going to, sorry, go off to this place called Screecher's Reach. She decides. Mm -hmm. And they decide to go with her. Yeah. Because she has this amulet necklace. Mm. And it is very beautiful. It's, I believe, gold. Mm. And it has a flower design on it. Kind of looks like a lotus. Kind of looks like maybe an iris, something. Yep. And, and a more exotic type flower, not like your daisy or anything like that. Um, and she keeps repeating this mantra as she's going through the story. And she says, I follow your path with strength and courage. Hmm. So we come to right. find out that someone has been communicating with her through this thing. Yeah. And someone has been telling her, you need to go to Screecher's Reach and have this test of your mind. And if you pass this test of your mind, I will take you away from all this, basically. Crazy Jedi. Calgon, take me away. It's a crazy Jedi. No, no. It feels very, yeah. You're like, but it's like dark, but initially I didn't realize, I don't know at what mm. point you realized it was a dark, this was going way dark. I did but... not until the end. <laughs> I had no, idea. well, I knew like that scene was dark, but, and her like doing that deed was dark, Yeah. but I did not at all think it had any connection to the actual dark side. Like I was kind of shocked by that. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, when I'm watching these. I don't know about you, but when I start watching one of these, I just go with it because oh, yeah. it could be anything. I don't think. I don't think. I just observe. Because it could think. just be anything. Yeah. You never know what you're going to yeah. get in visions. It is the best. It is the best. They need to never stop. They um, never stop doing this. But the, and then the obviously the artwork is so cool. Absolutely gorgeous, especially when they get to the nighttime scene with the, when, when they're having their little Dude. campfire it's beautiful yeah that hard cut between the campfire scene where they're laughing and being kids to the entrance of the yeah. cave yeah it's a great mood setting god that's so good yeah oh my god it gives me i got chills again. i'm telling you it's dead it's it's love death and robots man i'm, t I'm telling you the feeling was exactly yeah the same. but it's the better the dialogue was exactly the better. same oh yeah i mean it was it was really good but like dude the caliber of quality was like because you expect darkness and love death and robots that's all that's their whole jam is dark there's stories. always a film of yeah there's always whereas like that this is star wars and it's starting out with this kid following in the footsteps directly of ray and yeah. anakin and they make a point to have a call back to anakin with the don't look back right right, right her right. friend tells her if you get the opportunity to leave don't look back literal et ending by the way like don't even don't uh, even tell oh, yeah. me literal et ending. That, that is not et yeah <laughs> are you kidding me it's dark et but it's et dude, dude. um goaded so doll thinks that this is all going to be a test of her strength of her mind because that's what this has been telling her yeah and she keeps saying it's it's don't worry it's fine it's all in our minds it's going to be fine but she hasn't really told her friends what is going on. They have no idea. They just think they're out for some fun, like uh, Goonies adventure. You know, they're going to see, they keep talking about this legend of this ghost that lives in this mountain. Yeah. 
and that's what they're doing. They're just having some some fun. Also, I'm curious if that's a reference to Halo, calling it Screecher's Reach. Oh, I don't know anything about it. I doubt is it. Is Reach a name that people call yeah, it? Yeah, it is a... Okay. Yeah. Actually. But where the real Irish folklore comes in is the mythical... Banshee. Irish Banshee. Yeah. So this is really interesting. A Banshee... I've been doing some... I mean, I knew this from before anyway, from my mm-hmm. mythology classes and stuff. Yeah. But I've been... It's the soul we're, of a... we're planning We're planning a family trip to Ireland, possibly next year. So I've been reading a lot of fun, interesting things about folklore because I want to go see a lot of the mounds and the... Mm, gotta and go the, see the mounds. Yeah, and the rock formations and stuff. The Triskelions. Yeah, all the, all the um, pre-Christian yeah. stuff. Yeah, Gaelic stuff, in other words. Yeah. So a banshee is a fairy. Yeah. And it's always a woman. Yep. But it can be sometimes a young woman, sometimes like a middle-aged woman, sometimes an old crony looking woman. <laughs> yeah. Which is what we have in this story, obviously. Yep. Um, but in and of themselves, the banshees are not bad. They're not yeah. evil. They literally just warn the living when someone you love is going to die soon. Mm-hmm. And yes, they are scary because they scream. They scream. <laughs> yeah. They screech. Yeah. And they scream. But they're really not evil. They're obviously dark side energy because death is related to the dark side, you right. know? Yeah. But what I love about the Banshee myth is that their eyes are typically red and they're red from crying all the time because mm. they are gr- constantly yeah, grieving. Con- yeah, that's the point. Yeah. The dead. Yeah. We do not get red eyes in red this Banshee. Though red lightsaber mm. though this is so good you deep. guys this is so good deep um you guys so they go into this cave where this ghost supposedly lives this is all peppered with adorable humor by these kids by the way they're all very cute mm-hmm. um and i forget all their names but very cute like animated one little creature character loved her oh yeah, yeah. and the little crazy boy who's banging his head against the tree yeah um so this is her definite like found family quote unquote star wars found family so they all go in the cave they all start getting very scared because they see glimpses of this ghost and yeah it's unnerving she but doll just keeps going deeper and deeper into the cave and they're like where are you going (laughs) this is terrifying we need to leave and she's like don't worry it's all in my mind it'll be fine yeah but they're like well we're eating so <laughs> yeah. they leave her there alone which obviously she needs to confront this on her own and we have another freaking cave 24 7 caves are wombs there's no question about Facts. it Facts. all the time um and they are also like can be like an, an underworld type of a place where you address your darkness obviously that is what is going on here also but the deal with this banshee is um, she is like the old crony um, version of a banshee without red eyes, but with a red lightsaber. And um, Dahl soon finds out that it is not in her mind. This <laughs> yeah. is a real person because she cuts her with the lightsaber. Yeah. And we get that. The animation of the banshee, too, by the way, I've been, you know, reading all these interviews and stuff. Hand. yeah you can tell just ink yeah you can tell you can tell it's like pen (laughs) 
and it well it's, <laughs> it's painted like that. it's like painted ink yeah. splotches and it took them insane amounts of time to mm. just do the banshee work like compositing and all that oh my good i God. imagine dude because like it has to flow somehow because it's so big and like yeah it's I also guess... aligned with digital stuff so you have to like well i mean cartoon saloon they do traditional 2d animation they don't do mm. um like sith was more yeah c- computer animation this is all like it's hand-drawn or 2D. Gener- uh, yeah, yeah it's like illustrated but yeah. the witch parts the banshee parts were all hand painted it's smart it's dude so it's smart cool. it's yeah. so it reminded cool. me of a it reminded me of the animation of something else that i can't remember but it looked like that like it was like it like yeah it like frames framed and it looked like it was drawn with ink it might be like might be love death and robots honestly well and shout out to the woman that works at cartoon saloon who did all the screaming yeah she's in the in the credits oh my gosh and you see a bit of her in the behind the scenes thing actually in the booth screaming (gasps) whoa poor girl i gotta watch (laughs) that rip her vocal cords yeah seriously um okay let's do it right there's actually a way to do that without doing anything i'm sure there is but I don't know if she was like a trained person or not. <laughs> so if we are talking about this character as a banshee, who's death? Hmm. Who's the perhaps, dead? Whose death are we heralding here? Perhaps of her light side, the child's life side. Perhaps of her it light is reflective. side. I mean, it's also very similar, like Ryan Johnson kind of cave thinking. Oh, yeah, you know I mean? totally. It's, it's all introspection. Star Wars caves are like. It's about introspection, reflection. Yeah. Of the inner self. But again, but yeah, again, I'm ahead of the game here. But it's a cave, so it's a (laughs) womb, so it's a birth too. It's a rebirth as well. I mean, that's true. It's a death and a birth, right? Um, but this this banshee for I was I was writing it down as a force banshee. Hmm. She battles to the point where she's like, okay, I gotta just get out of here. Yeah, dude, I'm not gonna win. Oh, the kid, you mean? Yeah, the kid doll. Um, so she starts trying to climb up the wall mm-hmm. and the force banshee somehow creates a hole in the top of the, um, the cave. Yeah. So doll sees the light and she's like, oh my God, it's my only way out. I got to go that way. Right. Um, so she's trying to literally claw her way out of this cave and the banshee grabs her leg and starts to pull her back down and out of her fear, she realizes she's like, yeah. she has the force. Yeah. That's the moment we realize, oh, <laughs> this kid's <laughs> force sensitive. Yeah. But it's born of fear. And mm-hmm. we all know what that means. No good. No. Uh, dark side. Yeah. Oh, no. So um, she manages to pull this giant rock down from up above her and it crushes the force banshee. But it doesn't kill her. She realizes at that moment, this is just a woman mm-hmm. because you see, she actually sees her in the light of yeah. day yeah. and she's still screeching and screaming. This is a very scary story, by the way. A little Bro. kids are watching this. No chance. Yee. No chance. Nightmare fuel, that. maybe. Yeah. I saw a lot of people say that. But also, if you have like an older kid, this is great. This is great Star Wars storytelling. It is, dude. Because it's a perspective we do not have I yet. I know, dude. Other than Acolyte, which is coming. If Acolyte is playing in this ballpark... I mean, we've seen, like, the opposite with Ezra. Yeah. Ezra's the closest I think we've gotten to seeing 
this. Also, you know I mean? the mall vibes from oh, yeah. this banshee. Facts. Hardcore yeah, big mall time. vibes. Like deranged mall. Deranged, can't escape, just basically stuck in her in their own darkness and they cannot get away from it no matter what they do and she's literally stuck in a cave and for whatever reason has not left and it kind of in, in like you know um the guy in lord of the rings you know that andy circus character um precious that yeah. that guy Gollum. Gollum, yes also vibes of that yeah but she does realize that it is a real person and she um, also realizes that this person is force sensitive and she reaches the, the um, Banshee reaches out to pull the lightsaber to herself again. Uh-huh. And that is when doll has to make a choice. Let her do that and probably die uh-huh. or pick up the lightsaber and kill the Banshee. And that is what she chooses to do. Yeah. Very did not see this coming. Mm-hmm. Did not see this coming. So basically, after that, we find out that this this amulet is a communicator, and this was a test. And she has been tasked with doing this by this Sith mother, as yeah. we find out. That's her name. Um, but they're speaking through the amulet. The Sith mother arrives in what is the most georgia o'keefe looking thing i've ever seen fact that's true and talking to marie claire it's it's obvious if you want to look at this episode as a um a story about it's it, it is a coming of age story no matter what but if you want to look at it from the lens of the feminine coming of age story yeah a mm. uh yeah that (laughs) is all there (laughs) it is all there you can take it from point a to point c at the end looking at it that way and she's she's 13 ish so it would be (laughs) yeah fascinating um but this feminine energy the banshee is a woman she is a girl the sith mother is a mother and, and a woman the cycle of life of femininity is interesting. there. If you want to look at it through that lens, very, cool. very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So after watching this two, three times, I re- uh, noticed something last night and Star Wars is mid. So you're right. And I looked around on, on the Twitter for anybody else talking about this. And I did not see a single tweet about it. I then listened to a couple podcasts today. I have not heard anybody notice this, which is weird because it's a quick edit, but it's not that quick. And we are Star Wars fans and we usually, you know, don't we don't we dig deep? Don't we go frame by frame? Don't we don't we take our time? Yeah, I think a lot of us do. So anyway, towards the end of this episode, there is a quick edit in which Dahl sees what appears to be the living quarters of the ghost slash force banshee and it is creepy it's in her cave and i just uh i told you earlier it's if you've watched lost it's very jacob's cabin if you get that reference there's like a chair there's like it's also it's also um oh what's that what's that movie 
Oh my god. What's that movie where it's all like found footage? Uh Witches of Witch of mm, something witch. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Yes. There's like these little woven things hanging right. on a post. But what is most fascinating is there are cave drawings. And there are cave drawings of what appear to be herself, the Banshee witch force user, whatever <laughs> we're calling her. Yeah. And in various times of her life. Okay. And one of those drawings appears to be of her with a small child whose head shape exactly, exactly the same as the mother's head shape. The pointy head. The pointy head, but in miniature. And then there is also a picture of what appears to be the banshee using her um, lightsaber to fight someone. Mm-hmm. You suggested perhaps a Jedi? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's very hard to tell. It could be her. Uh, it could be, but it doesn't really look like it. Like, it looks like an armored. Oh, You know, yeah. doesn't it kind of look like a battle yeah. droid or an armored oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. thing? Or maybe, a, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. And then it going, in, this is like going from left to right around this circular Big midsummer vibes. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, and then the one drawing that made me go, okay, it's um to the right of her fighting someone with the lightsaber. There is a flower that looks exactly like the flower on the communicator that Doll has, floating in the sky. So, i.e., I would assume the Sith Mother's ship. Mm, which oh looks, yeah. which does, also, it look, does it look like that? I forget. I mean, and yeah, it also looks like a flower very much like that. Okay. Because the Georgia O'Keeffe ship, <laughs> basically. Um, and coming down from the flower, it looks like little pew-pews shooting down into the mountain in which there is now a hole. And then it shows like the banshee basically heard like her clawing yeah. the wall and her hair wildly flying behind her. As if she has been put there involuntarily, involuntarily, involuntarily by her apprentice, which I assume is the Angelica Houston Sith mother. What the heck? This was like (laughs) the lore, the lore, the quickest. It was a very quick little edit. Yeah, but it is there. And again, I I got pictures. I'm going to post them. I will tweet them out. You will see. Y'all can go look yourself. You can go look yourself. It's towards the end. I can't. I don't know the timestamp. I wasn't that. (laughs) I wasn't that thorough last night. But. um, So. To me, that just reframes the whole story. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, it does. The implication. Because now we're talking about. The Sith Mother tasked doll to go like it's a cycle that too and yeah we'll we can talk about that in a second but it it reframes the story that this sith mother has specifically tasked doll she lied to her and said it was going to be like a test of the mind knowing full well that her master is in there right and she's gone full like it was kind of genius 
kind of full full <laughs> mall you know spider mall basically right. or when when you find when they find him in the on the garbage planet like she is she is stuck in this hell underworld I'm, I'm not really i don't really get how that's possible like why is she so stuck there why can't she leave mm. but you know this is this is cartoon saloon doing their best to just write a creepy spooky yeah um off like no boundaries story so i'm not going to read too much into that the specificity of how she why why she can't escape i mean yeah. why, why couldn't Maul escape right he probably could have if he'd really tried hard true but um anyway this this is now turned into a murder <laughs> for hire type of situation yeah. like you need to go kill my sith mother so i can be your sith mother and I mean, that's kind of yeah i mean that is what would happen though because there can only be two yeah <clears throat> um i, I mean, mean this is basically like this is basically exactly the same thing that's happening with like luke and vader yeah and palps yeah so it's just women it's a, it's just it's just <laughs> it's, women it's literally just women and it's in space ireland which yeah but it's is Sith, awesome though. Right, but these kids don't know anything. Like they don't know anything about the force. That's what the director said. He wanted to do a story about people who didn't know anything about the Jedi, anything about the Sith or the Force. They knew nothing. Yeah, that's what it is for um, sure. Um so that she could be very easily persuaded mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do this because who wants to spend the rest of their lives in a workhouse? Not her, and you know, for sure not her. And then if you want to look at it like metaphorically speaking, if you are using the lens of this is a story about um, dolls coming of age, you know, as a woman, mm. she has just killed off the, the her grandmother, basically, mm -hmm. if we're looking at it like that or, you know. If you're looking at it through archetypes, the crone, she just killed off. <laughs> yeah. She just that killed. She just killed off the elderly version it of herself. It gave me big Rapunzel vibes. Mm. I got from this episode. I remember feeling and no I mean it's probably the hair. I mean that's probably actually a big the Banshee's hair, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um but just like the the climbing like up the tower and I don't know. Oh yeah. Stone was a huge yeah. thing. Heights was a huge thing. This is true. This is true. Kind of felt fantasy like. It, it felt kind of Grim Brothers esque. Like it had that whole. Yeah, vibe. it's it. Well, I mean, because we're basing it on literal folklore from, like, from yeah, that yeah, country, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Ireland. So it has that. It has that whole um, thing going on anyway. But. But again, if we're if we're looking at it through like a feminine yeah. lens and this is her fear is causing her to kill this old woman. Mm. Lots and lots of women can identify with that. Because what's the worst you thing? Kill old women? What no, but what's the worst <laughs> thing you what's what? what's the be. worst thing you can do as a woman? Look old. Be old. Oh, okay. I see. Be fe like Botox. <laughs> but seriously, though, I'm not kidding. Like that is what so many women. Okay. I mean, that's very literal. That's a very fear. literal interpretation. I mean, it's metaphorical, but 
I think it's actually pretty literal because it is literally a young girl killing an old woman. Okay, that part is literal. Yeah. But if you, again, if you look at it metaphorically. I mean, it's similar to like when Ben Solo is like, let the past die kind of thing. Oh, speaking of Ben Solo, so much Ben Solo in this girl too. Because she's being. Facts. Facts. Messed with. See. With a capital F. She's being messed with. I must speak. Uh Uh-huh. What do I say sometimes? I'm com- I'm compelled. <laughs> Why? Like sometimes I get compelled like that. I know. It just hits me. I like when you're compelled. It's usually Ooh. interesting. <laughs> why is Vision... Why, why are, do we have people writing 50-minute shorts in Visions and not doing movies? Why? Tell me this. I would literally watch any of the shorts from the first season or the second season as a movie. You know what I mean? A lot of people are saying that. I'm a lot upset. of people are saying that. I'm upset. Because at this point now, I think it's a little insulting for it to be that good mm-hmm. and they're funneling them into these 15 minutes like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll give you some airtime. Like not feature films for real or at least like 40 minute films or something like that. You know? I don't know why they don't do that, man. I... The, le- the duel... Wouldn't anyone on this planet watch well, the duel turn into a movie? They did write a book, a whole book. That's not enough. It's a whole book. <laughs> throw your snot rags at me. It's not enough, dude. Um, but I, yeah, I, for one, I tagged Cartoon Saloon. I'm like, you're not going to tell me this is it. Like, this is all. Facts, dude. It's too good. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> like, uh. we need to know what is the backstory here what is but you going know what, on though? with doll? But think about it though think about it that i i feel compelled but that doesn't mean that like i feel right about what i'm saying because also like <laughs> also we know that there's people you know like a lot of people say that film is flawed because long stories are not possible to tell yeah on film mm-hmm. like i feel like the stories are so good and impact us so much because we can remember everything it's super short everything needs to happen really steam streamlined mm-hmm. because you have such a short amount of time so I would be, I would just be as an experiment. It would be interesting to take a short from these vision things and turn it into a movie. I would be very curious to be like, for myself, what I would think of that, because then I would, I'm sure it would take one for me to be like, yeah, maybe just keep them like shorts. It's but, too much. But, but this, imagine like, but this particular house, Cartoon Saloon, that's what they do. They make movies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is what Ghibli, they Studio do. Studio Ghibli, bro. You didn't even say the word Studio Ghibli when we talked about, um, or Ghibli, Ghibli. They did. Sith. No, they did not. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, no, no, no. They did. Um, they did the next one. They did the one with the sisters. No, babe, they did not. They were not involved in this season. I saw their names. It wasn't this season. Maybe it was last season, and I'm forgetting. But it's not this False. season. I, I, I promise I saw you. I, I saw it. But I promise they're not involved this but season. But I saw it. I I don't know. I don't know. What? There is one Japanese production. And it is a actually, interestingly, a foreign, I think American-owned Japanese anime house. I think they're the only Japanese contributor. There's a Korean one, but that's not. I swear to God, bro. You're telling me. I don't know, babe. You must have (laughs) misunderstood or I don't know. All right, all right, all right. I I am tripping then because I can remember I think you're tripping. I think you're tripping. I'm manifesting. <laughs> I was so compelled. Okay. But I eat. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, 
it's too good. Like imagine if Andor was a was a, was a short. That's how it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's being held back in a way that's not fair. I know? mean, okay. The purpose of this project is the purpose of this project. I know, but But I am not not convinced. I am not unconvinced that this isn't an audition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair. Okay, continue, continue. I'll and be, I'll maybe based upon um fan reaction to certain shorts or um maybe just internal reaction. Cause because again, that first the duel got a whole friggin' book. Like a I novel. Know. Which Bro. I which I own and haven't read. <laughs> but um You gotta read that. You gotta tell me what happens. But <laughs> this would be so far of the stories that I've seen, maybe Spy Dancer a close second. Nah, not even close, actually. Is second place for stories that I want to see continued. Because mm. that was a really good one too, but um this one though nah, this one's this one. one is so different than even even though there seems to be like this like we talked about the femme gaze of this season is so strong the whole concept of mother mothers sisters all of that in this whole season so, so many mother stories yeah. so many mother stories I was floored, and I'm not even done with the season yet. I actually thought that the sister's mother story, I thought that that episode's story was so good. It was so good. It was. I don't even know how they came up with that. Like, it's scary how good it is. So, anyway, I was. I um, just wanted to say that, like... You were compelled. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just, I feel like every time I want something, I don't get it. I never get what I want with Star Wars. You gotta manifest harder, man. I, Dude, I... <laughs> I just spent the last eight months. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. All right. But no, like, I feel like oh, there's so many things I want that I just never get. I haven't gotten Renbar. I'm not getting, I'm not getting <laughs> vision films. I'm not getting. Well, um, just put a pin in it because we don't know. We'll play Star Wars or uh, uh, RPG Star Wars game. Someday. Maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. We got, I want to, I want to also, I want to get your take on this though, because um again you know she her friend tells her don't look back she does look back that's the last shot we see is her um looking back at her friends possibly thinking "Ooh, am i really (laughs) possibly making the wrong choices here i'm not sure Mm -hmm. and it ends on a very kind of question mark and leaning you know dark note especially understanding that this quote unquote new mom of hers sent her on a sent her in there on purpose to kill this woman. Sure. Knowing she's just a child, knowing she's going to do anything to get off of this planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I really enjoy this Sith mother character. This is also a crazy interesting parallel to Luke, because if you think about what happens with Luke on Tatooine, he like is kind of led by Obi-Wan to think for himself, I want to leave this planet. I want to go with Obi-Wan. Yeah. So it kind of feels like the opposite, like the inverse, like shadowy dark version. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people bring that up too. Like this is the shadow alternative. This is bizarro. Luke Skywalker. It's bizarro. Luke Skywalker. That's what it is. Put it down. Um, but, but a woman's 
story, which makes it to me so much more interesting. So much more interesting. <laughs> just because of the whole realization that these two women know each other and this child I got some beef only realized she could use the force in a moment of panic and fear mm -hmm. you know it was like ray accidentally letting loose the lightning mm -hmm. that she didn't know she had and um that is as dark side as it gets lightning no, the, the fact that she only realized she could even use the force oh, yeah, yeah. out of terror and fear for <sighs> her life. And then she kills this woman as a result. Yeah. yeah. And takes her lightsaber. Yeah. <clears throat> which also looks like a flower, by the way. Does she take the lightsaber? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, the Sith mother, like, she's holding it and she, like, pushes it towards her chest and says, this is yours now. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it does look like a little, if you look at it, it looks like little flower petals. Okay. Where the hilt mm. or, or um where the blade actually comes through. That's cool. Whoa, this is so good. <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with it. It's so <laughs> freaking good. And um uh what I asked before, like whose death is this banshee wailing about? Yeah, it could be her own death, but typically banshees don't do that. Typically banshees I mean, they don't. They're eternal. They're fairies. They're like eternal beings. Yeah. They scream about someone else's death. So, okay, fine. Maybe she's screaming about her own death, but... I mean, it's... it's Nah. The death... You know of, it's an allegory. It's, it's doll. It's her... You know it's an allegory. It's... Yeah. It's... She's screaming about the death of doll's innocence, I want to say. Mm. Did a man write this? I believe so. Crazy crazy the director didn't write it i forget the i forget the two writers that actually wrote it um but it was not paul young it was two other people and you know what's really interesting they said that um i think they i think this is the one where the director said we have people just write a story and then we just go with the best one mm -hmm. and some dude just wrote this this one Everybody someone was, was thinking like, about someone wow. was thinking about Irish culture and Star Wars. All See, this is what I want. What's your Irish history take on this? Since you're just coming out of that Irish history class, do you feel like this is a commentary on Irish at all history? on specifically maybe um, women? Oh, I mean, in Ireland, yeah. Do you have any takes on that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's super like, um, I mean, I, I'm not really in terms of Irish women. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, like in history, is there anything you could? Hmm. I mean, I mean, similarly to women across all of the rest of Europe and North America. I mean, sure. Which is <laughs> which is my take. Which is the take yeah. of all women fear looking old getting old because you become irrelevant in society basically oh sure okay. um and I, that's, I know that's where you're going yeah but i just wondered if this was like if you if anything came to mind about irish history in particular that honestly no i didn't really nothing really came to mind to me i mean it's more like not irish history but i was i was understanding the celtic influence from like mythology oh yeah sure and metaphorically speaking 
But I mean, and I would say it was more so, I'm not thinking about femininity at all, but femininity, but thinking about like just the history of Ireland as a whole mm-hmm. and like that banshee. I mean, Ireland was not a good place for a really long time. <laughs> the people were not okay in Ireland, you know? So maybe that could be like paralleling or like resembling what Irish people, like just the energy of that population being so dark and like just death, struggling all the time. Death and, was yeah, like all prevalent. the prevalent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a miracle we're but, here, quite frankly. <laughs> but... Okay, now it got me thinking. Because I feel like maybe if Dahl represents England, I don't know. You see what I mean? Like, it's kind of cheesy, I feel like. But, like, if you look at it that way, historically speaking, if Dahl represents England and the Banshee is, like, Ireland, and England just, like, comes in and just, like, screws it up. You know what I mean? Maybe England is the Sith Mother. That is, yeah, potentially. Yeah, actually? That would make more sense because she's the one that's yeah. sending her in to kill off. Right. Oh, so actually, no, no, no. Sorry, I, now I know what I'm trying to say. Maybe, maybe the Banshee is, oh, come on. Maybe the Banshee is Christianity and doll slash Sith Mother is Protestant uh, Protestantism, which England brought, the Church of England, you know what I mean? Brought mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Anglican Church. Like, and then that whole religious conflict, because if we're talking like Star Wars, it's about religion. You know what I mean? So maybe like that could be something you could talk about. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know about all that? Oh, I mean, in general, I don't know. Like specific. Like there was like a 2% of the population in Ireland that was Protestant, but they were the wealthy. And so they had control over Ireland. Like 98% of the people in Ireland were Christians and had no power. Catholics, you mean? Yeah. And they just like had no power for like a really long time. So, but I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm reaching. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pun. That is a pun. That's a pun. Um, so yeah, just, if you don't believe me, go towards the end of the episode and just, it's a quick little, it's a quick flash and an edit and I'll post the pictures, but I could not believe that I did not notice it until about the third watch. And, um... So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, Sorry about that. it's like, and if you want, you can look at it as archetypes too, because if she's the crone, doll's a maiden, and the Sith mother is the mother. Yeah. It's, you know, the mother and the maiden ganging up against the crone, which again is like, yikes. Um you're killing off your future self more or less in that, in that symbolically, you know, which, which she is. If you believe that she's going off to do and going to grow up as a, as a Sith. Um, then yeah, she is killing off her future self because it's probably going to not end well for her. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah. Most Sith, Sorry to say, it just doesn't end so well for them. That is true. Unless you, unless you're like Lola and you understand, like you can, you have to integrate both parts. Right. It's fascinating. It's incredibly fascinating. Hmm. And the woman that um, I can't remember her name, but she spoke 
to the ship, the floral, the flower looking ship in the behind the scenes little editorial thing on Disney Plus. And she said, yeah, we wanted we wanted the ship to look like a beautiful flower. But if you'll notice on the back of it is a big thorn and it's like mm. the part that lands, you know, it like mm-hmm. lands the ship. That's cool. It, but it's curved like a like a thorn. And she wanted the uh, the gown of the Sith Mother to be white and beautiful and look like flower petals. But then underneath mm-hmm. it is this blood red yeah, yeah, yeah. armor. No, yeah, I see that. Yeah. And her eyes are clearly very Sithy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and her voice is very. It's very odd. Interesting. It's like seductive in a way, mm-hmm. but mature and a little bit scary. She reminded me of like a creepypasta character creepy pasta you know what that is no <laughs> oh. it's like uh it's like fan fiction horrors basically oh is it's, that on like youtube or something i mean they're everywhere i mean creepy pasta culture is like huge wow it's, there's so many stories like that is people a, write. is this a thing that's huge that i don't know about oh yeah it's ginormous i'm very surprised wow. you've never heard of it but i there's a story about a like a ghost woman who lives in a movie theater and like this character gets like stuck in the loop and it's it's a weird story but basically like there's a visualization of that character that i've seen and it looks exactly like that character like really tall and like blood red underneath white like it's very mm. interesting but anyway, um yeah but that again calls back the her red under armor calls back to the red the missing red eyes of the banshee basically but she has her red lightsaber it's just it's so good is he <laughs> so good is he is he is he oh and the music the music is so eerie yeah and it does have that singular woman's voice in it yeah which is perfect yeah perfect perfect um anyway these two episodes i've Fuego. i'm out i'm out on main saying <laughs> these two episodes in less than 20 minutes each best star wars i've seen in a very long time Better and than. that includes andor mm. but listen hear what i'm saying best star wars i've seen and that includes andor i don't understand why did you say it twice <laughs> because i when i say that i mean it is because i mean about the lore of star wars they the metaphor of star these wars. people that have made these two shorts understand uh. something that has okay. we have yet to see okay. in mainline star wars i understand andor is not on that path no it's not we in fact we know what path andor is on it exactly. conquers the path it's on but it's not on that path it's it's an excellent show don't get me wrong bro i just saw that monologue from the mom again <sighs> dude <clears throat> crazy so good but you know what what brand of star wars is my brand yeah, four stuff. Weird, weird four stuff. Balance stuff, yeah. Balance stuff, and that's no, this all. This is it, yeah. This is it, plus an insanely beautiful visual. <laughs> yeah. And ballsy. Yep. You can't oh, yeah. say these two stories Bro. are not go big or go home. Yeah, they are. So yeah, that's uh, fight with the wall. You d- disagree with me? I don't care. Yeah. Um. It is what it is. This is what I like. This is what okay, we like. Right. I don't know why you're saying this. We like to see city stories. We like to see dark side understanding. And yeah. this is why we are so excited about Acolyte. 
I'm okay with some not. I'm I'm okay with misunderstanding sometimes. Like this, if they're just straight up evil. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah like me that. too. I yeah. mean, but you know, that this ain't it. Isn't quite as interesting sometimes. Yeah. Like Palps is Palps. Yeah. He definitely decided. No, I don't have any problem wrestling with anything. I just want what's mine. And yeah. I want to be the king of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, you respect, know. Respect, respect. Yeah. The bit of a sociopath, I would say. All right. Perhaps. Yeah. But in, in these two stories, not the case. It's very, very complex situation going on, which I love, love, love. Anything else? <laughs> anything else to add? I gotta finish the season. Um, no, I don't. I have thought you else watched them all. You no. didn't. Oh, I thought you were saying earlier you did. Mm-mm. Maybe which, I did. Which ones do you have left? Uh, any of them past the sisters? Oh my god, you've only watched through the sisters? I think so. Yeah. Oh shoot. Maybe I mistook something. Okay, so you haven't even seen Spy Dancer yet. No. Oh, I'm glad I didn't say anything. Yeah, Spoilery. I was trying to think, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Is that a spoiler? And you haven't watched the Chicken Run Company one no, yet either. I'm excited, though. That one's really I wonder fun. if... It's super cute. I wonder if Phil Tippett saw the sisters one. It, it had his vibe. I'm not going to lie. What the I know... characters. What I know about... I think it's In the Stars or Into the Stars, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, What I know about that, though, and what I heard is that it's not stopped... I can kind of animation. Tell. Okay, fair, 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 fair. But I thought so. they like they made models and then modeled it using... and scanned them. I okay, think. okay, okay, fair. But then it was all digitized animation. But it looks very much mm. like it could be a hybrid because it does look like that because of how they did it. That's okay. another thing I love about like we've got everything from two D animation to stop motion mm-hmm. to three D hi- animation. To, to purely you know digital to hybrids it's it's what star wars is about baby it's so wild i, I love it like woo. yeah i love freaking out guaranteed so i don't know i'm i'm hoping there's gonna be season three <clears throat> seriously i mean it better never stop if you ask me i, I mean in my opinion season two so far just these two episodes alone quite frankly oh better got to me more than yeah most of season one i would agree not not to say season one wasn't really enjoyable it definitely was and there was some there were a couple episodes that were fantastic i mean the hype of the duel the hype of the duel was insane yeah i don't think i've felt that yet but i have felt the emotion the, the emotional content is wild in the second season even after I've given you all this, all this cool symbolism. No, and stuff? it's a special kind of hype. Like it's it's like a <laughs> Star Wars fighting hype. It's like the hype you have when you're watching Battle of Hoth. Like that kind of hype. Ah, okay. So I you're, like that hype. You're wanting the pew pews. Yeah. A little more pew pews. Yeah. Even yeah. though the duel in the in the Sith. It's really one, good. It's really good. I need to rewatch insane. it. I need to rewatch everything. Please do. Honestly. Please do, especially now with like all this um, subtext in yeah. your head. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. Are it's we bedtime. gonna? Should we? Should we keep doing these episodes and covering one or uh, two or three of them? Let's just do until we get to the end of the season. Let's just do two. Okay. Each. All right. Well. But I will say I have finals coming up, so I know times are a little tough. But All right. Yeah. 
I just I wanted to get these two that's fine. done because I could not stop thinking about either one of them. They no, were cool. both so insanely good. Yeah. Facts. Okay. Okay, so that covers Sith and Woo. Screechers Reach, which is also it's a good name. A phenomenal Amazing name. name. Amazing name. God tier name. <laughs> Whoever came up with that. It's God tier. I hope you got a raise. That is a phenomenal name. Yeah, and, it's really good. And the episode poster for it, I want one. Like, oh yeah. Give me a Screechers Reach poster, please. Yeah. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, I am on Twitter at FreyAdjacent. We have a podcast account at Unknown Reach Pod. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we are both on Facebook. And I will be posting those pictures, um, tweeting them out probably, and maybe putting them on Facebook in case you're t- you just don't feel like opening up your <laughs> your Disney Plus account yeah. to look at it. It's lazy. Um, anything else? I'm excited. Someone on TikTok with like over over a thousand followers looked at my battle of hoth thing who has a star wars account oh i was pretty excited to see nice. That. nice yeah. nice nice um are you ever gonna put that on youtube any point so people can see just it the music i don't know if i'm ready yet okay because you still want to redo the music because i want to take a break after graduating and then i want to redo the music and then I want to do the whole scene. But every time I go through one of those stages, I got to take a big break in between. How are you going to do this without access to the sound lab? I did everything on my laptop. Oh. Oh, okay. Literally everything. I, I never used the studio once for that entire project. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which partially kind of, I think it, I think that was a, par- a problem partially because I couldn't get a lot of the low end bass. Which is why when you watch the original version, there's not a lot of bass for the lasers or anything like that. But it's like, now that I know that, I know what to kind of expect. And I didn't use these enough mm. big speakers I have. So, All right. you know, it'll be fine. And I also am investing, I want to invest in a subwoofer so I can actually get bass, which would be nice. Okay. But yeah, I mean, so eventually it will be posted places. And just in case, I think I have mentioned it. But I think one of our summer podcast projects is going to be reading some of the High Republic books as suggested to us by um, two aficionados of Star Wars books, Sarah from Friends of the Force and uh, Brandon from Clashing Sabers. They're going to give us their recommendations and hopefully we can have both of them on to discuss these books with us because we stink. And we haven't read any of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very clear we, I think Acolyte's going to require a little bit of reading. And project number two for this summer is Colin's watching Rebels. Mm, yeah. Every single episode. Woo. Strapping him to a chair. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. Uh, other than that, happy Sith Mother's Day to me and yeah. to all the other mothers. Yeah. This today's Mother's Day. Hey, Colin. Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. 
All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.